0: welcome to the adamantium podcast episode number 189 welcome back Maniacs. i am your host adam r harrison and thank you so much for tuning in today And this is it. This is our final episode of 2023 as we put season number six to rest. We did 30 episodes this season that I'm very proud of, which gives me the confidence and excitement for season number seven next year, which blows my mind that we've been doing this now for more than six years when I started this I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot for a year, and we'll see if it goes anywhere, and, and here we are. And some of you are extremely loyal listeners who tune into almost every episode, if not every episode, and that is just uh, astonishing. I am eternally grateful for you and in your debt. And to me, it doesn't matter if you listen to every episode, if you listen to an episode now and then, if you're tuning into to your very first episode. I want to take a moment here to say thank you. The fact that you take a moment out of your life to listen to what I have to say to these artists is extremely motivating, and it means everything to me, and it keeps this podcast going. So again, a big ol' thank you to you, the listeners, the most important part of the Adamantium podcast. And I also want to say a thank you to the publicists and the artists' management who make these interviews possible, who set them up for us, and of course the artists themselves. Thank you for being a part of this podcast Thank you for taking time out of your busy days to do an interview with us. And I've always wished that and tried for it to bring a little joy to your day the same way it does to mine. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the mushy stuff. So Season 6 is coming to a close. Season 7 will start up again closer to the end of January. So we usually take about a month off to reset, uh, enjoy the holidays, and start anew. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves... We still have one more episode to enjoy, and it is one that I am super stoked about. Today we are joined by a band who made one of my all-time favorite albums. I'm talking about the Australian rock and roll band Wolfmother, their debut album, which is also called Wolfmother. It came out in 2006. Actually, if you're in Australia, it came out in 2005. I was in my last year of high school. I think it is one of the best rock and roll albums of my generation. And so I was super stoked to get some time with the genius behind Wolf Mother. His name is Andrew Stockdale. And if you know any of uh, Wolfmother's history, the original Wolfmother lineup only existed for that first album. And now I've learned that Andrew actually has a different touring group, depending on which territory he's in. So I believe he has an Australian band, a European band, and a North American band. And so I got the opportunity to chat with Andrew and his North American touring members, which are drummer Nathan Wagner and bassist Nick Vogelpohl. I hope I'm saying that right. And I met up with them ahead of a concert they were doing here in Toronto at the Danforth Music Hall. and I loved every moment of it. I was a bit of a I was nerding out a little bit because like I said, um, that first album is one of my all-time favorite albums, and uh, there's nothing like talking about one of your favorite albums with the artist that created it. And there are some phenomenal stories in this interview that I can't wait for you to hear. Wolfmother have also released six albums now, the last of which came out in 2021. It was called Rock Out, and they've also just released a brand new single called Stay a Little Longer, and that is available wherever you get your music. For those of you listening today who are maybe new to Wolfmother's music, we're going to do the Adamantium recommend segment, and that is when I pick out five songs to recommend that you could check out before or after the interview. Really, I would insist that you listen to their very first album, Wolfmother, in its entirety, because it is simply a masterpiece. But for consistency, we're going to do the segment how it's done traditionally with five songs picked out. And I've done my best to not just pick songs from that first album. So I leveled it down to three. So starting from their debut album in 2006, which was also titled Wolfmother, I'm going to first recommend the song Woman, and then I'm going to recommend the song Joker and the Thief." and the third one is a song called White Unicorn. And then from their second album, which was entitled Cosmic Egg, I'm gonna recommend the song New Moon Rising. And then skipping to their fourth album that came out in 2016, the album and the song are called Victorious. And that's it, so you can check out those songs wherever you get your music. Also, a couple of those songs, as well as a selection of recommendations across all the episodes, are on a playlist called the Adamantium Recommends Playlist, which is available on Apple Music. So if you're an Apple Music subscriber, definitely check that out as well. If you are new to the Adamantium podcast, tuning in for the very first time today, first of all, I want to thank you so much for finding us and for lending us your ear today. If you enjoyed today's episode... We'd love to have you back again sometime or to check out some of the episodes from our archive because we've had so many fantastic artists on this podcast. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter or X at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us simply by searching the Adamantium podcast. And that is it for now, so let's get into today's interview with Andrew Stockdale and the touring members of Wolf Mother right here on episode 189 of the Adamantium podcast. It is our season finale episode of season number six. My name is Adam R. Harrison, and I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy holidays, and all the best going into the new year. God bless you, and we will see you in 2024. From Wolfmother, Mother, yeah, uh, which is really cool. Thank you guys for having me. We put oh, this together to real it. quick, and, and yeah. I love it. And yeah. uh, the last time you guys were here was almost eight years ago, I think I, I found today. It was like February 2016. Oh, right, which is quite a while, yeah. So, yeah, what um, you know, what's been kind of other than we were just mentioning, other than COVID that mm. kept us all at home for a few years, mm. what's kept you away from this side of the, the planet?
1: Um, I remember. Doing, well, what's kept kept us away? Well, I think I did a tour in two thousand and nineteen of mm-hmm. the, the West Coast, Texas, and the East Coast before COVID started. But um, you know what? I the book. I just say to the booking agent, I want to do a tour. Right. And he puts the dates in front of me. Yeah. So. we so have to take um, it up with him. I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on. I don't know why. Yeah, you going. know. Well, it yeah. is. It
0: is tough because. You know, Canada, we're not built the same way as the States. There's nothing in the middle, you know, (laughs) like... Yeah. You do Vancouver and then you've got a long way over to Montreal and and Toronto. Um, Yeah. But I... So I saw... I've been to a Wolf Mother show before in 2007. I was was 17 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I saw you guys on... It was the Wolf Mother tour. Yeah. And... The venue no longer exists. You played The Cool House, which is now, I think, a condo. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great venue, though. And uh, the thing I remember from that show was that it was the last show on the tour. Oh. And you guys completely trashed the set afterwards. Oh, I
1: think I trashed my pedal board. You, everything. Yeah, uh, you broke I the that. drum
0: set. So, and, yeah. well, I'm glad you remember that yeah. the pedal board, because yeah. the friend that I was with got hit by one of those pedals <laughs> <laughs> and it's a story now it's a story between our group like he got okay. hit by
1: a wolf mother pedal oh, and it was like... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah the roadie was a little bit pissed off about it um because i think there was some expensive pedals on that pedal. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you ripped it up and threw it into the ground or something but. Like, that got in the news the next day. Did it? Yeah, so I was like it's worth it.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's unbelievable. So that's not a traditional thing like last show of tour. No, it's just one solid So thing. the people of yeah. Chicago in a few days are are safe from <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, from raining pedals. I don't really
1: smash. That was just No, I don't really do, like smash gear anymore.
0: So we we got lucky. That, that was, was a that yeah. was a one-off yeah. opportunity.
1: Yeah. I think probably something wasn't working and it just, it was the end of the show and you go, all right, dramatic effect.
0: Yeah. Man, it was, it was an unbelievable show. I remember I always say, it's like my go-to example now when, when people say, oh, well, I saw this band, but they only have two albums. So they only played like a 70 minute set. And I was like, well, I want to saw Wolf Mother play a two hour show on one album. So yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, what's their excuse? Yeah. 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 Just fill it in with smashing,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, jams yeah that's um oh you've always said that that Wolf Mother needs to be experienced live mm. so tell me tell me what is it about a Wolf Mother show that that makes it what it is <sighs> um
1: yeah yeah uh, what is that it's well it's like you know, some bands like this, I was saying to the support band the other day like cause you could hear Live, like the speaker in the band room, and they were kind of going, "Oh, it sounds cool. We should record it and put it out." Cause yeah. Sometimes it's a bit better than a live record, or whatever. But okay. But I think live, you're like sitting there, layering up all the tracks, and it's all very controlled, and you're probably sitting down like this, like having a coffee, and then you play your part. Yeah. But when you're up there, and you've got the crowd, and it's just happening, and you're on the spot, I think you just play a bit. There's a you bit play of magic. Better. The, yeah, you of play course. Better. There's a um, bit of magic yeah. too, right? Let's say yeah, and you don't have um, you know, if you're recording, you got you could do fifty takes if you wanted to, whereas whatever happens right. tonight is what happens. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something about that committing to like just playing it, it like, it's just, like you're just like you are jumping off a free train, you know, hop <laughs> <You're up laughs> on board. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the the live element. You know, could can you pull it off? Right. Can you pull it off? Can you yeah, you know, can you sometimes people their favorite part of the set is when you stuffed it up. Yeah. <laughs> or when true, you tripped over or yeah. when you smack like, I mean I think it's just more relatable or something. Of course, yeah. A human
0: element of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you guys have always even in the in the recordings you guys have had more always more of a raw sound.
1: Yeah, well, you've got... Well, I, I don't have, like, three guitarists, so... Right. It's not that layered up. Um, mm. And, yeah, it, like I haven't taken the approach of, like, the Rolling Stones, where you've got, like, 15 people. Right. You've got, like, two keyboard players, yeah, yeah. musical director, saxophonist, <laughs> two guitarists, three backing singers. Yeah. But, hey, I'm not opposed to trying that, but... Yeah. That's, right. a lot, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of people it's a lot of payroll <laughs> yeah I guess
0: when you're playing stadiums of fifty thousand it pays for a few more members right that's yeah is the wolf mother experience a little is it different in australia than it is internationally you know being like the home you know the hometown band
1: uh is it different is it well, different
0: for you guys
1: well it this has been an unusual year because i i've um i've tried having a European band, an Australian band, and an American band. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. An American band's the best. <laughs> okay, ah, there you go. Yeah, okay, that's it.
0: Sweet. I hope one of the other guys listens to this. So... <laughs> <laughs> then you guys will get the to tour over there too. Oh, that's true. True. <laughs> we love them too. We love them all. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, I, I mean, we, I want to talk about the new stuff as well. But I mean, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm alone in this opinion, that that first Wolf Mother record, I think is one of the, the best rock and roll records in my lifetime. Oh, Uh, absolutely. It's like, it's for me, it's a top 10 record. Um, when it came out, it was like, I, it was on every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was at a time where we, we still had CDs and literally it was in the, the, the player every day. Yeah. Um, do you like when that, first of all, when that album came out, how did, how did your life change?
1: Uh, how did how did it change well how did it change well I was kind of went from being uh dragging a mattress off the street <laughs> <laughs> into, into an abandoned warehouse that didn't have a toilet or a shower, which was the bands which where I recorded the first yeah. I went from that to going on the road yeah, and then um so yeah just like traveling non-stop. I was just to say, had you
0: been outside of us? Like, had you toured
1: or yeah, done any, have you been outside? I've been of, on like, trips to like New York and right like before London beforehand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, within two weeks of getting signed, like the guy who had, who signed us, he was like, which territory do you want to break first? And yeah. I, and I said, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So like two weeks later, he was like, do you want to go to New York? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So we were just in New York recently and I'm like, Man, I remember playing in all those little bars. Oh, uh, really? Like, um, sometimes, you know, it's funny, like, just now having a tour bus and, you know, to, you know hanging with these guys and it's like, oh, we're going to do the load in and have we got everything. And I'm like, dude, when I first came to New York, we did three shows in one day and yeah. went around in a taxi with our gear. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's wild. Sho- wild sho- man. Roll, man. Yeah, that yeah. is rock and roll. So it'd be like, after doing this gig, go do another gig at 11 yeah. o'clock tonight, then another gig in some random ass fashion shop in Soho. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, my life changed because I, I immediately met people that I looked up to.
0: Yeah, right. you were opening for like two, like some of the world, like worlds. I mean, not only just ACDC in Australia, mm. but... I mean, I read today, I, I mean, you opened for some of, like, the biggest bands on the planet. That, after came that. In,
1: like, you know, five years down the track. Yeah, but,
0: but I mean, from, yeah. I, but from 2006 to 2008, you must have been touring that album, that first album, all over the planet. Constantly, yeah. everywhere and every, yeah.
1: anywhere and everywhere. And, yeah, like, you know, people would turn up, like, a, like you know, um I remember Steve Malchemist from Pavement came to our gigs mm-hmm. in New York on that first... Really? That first tour... Nick from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs used to come to our tours. Um, Jet, the, uh, for the, yeah. the the bass player from Jet, um, Mark, he actually helped load our gear into the taxis. <laughs> he heard our e he yeah, that, and, he, and he helped load in, and he was so we got like from before, and that's before we'd even signed a, a record deal in yeah. America. Yeah,
0: I actually only yeah. realized today when I was doing a little bit of reading that. That that album came out the year previous mm. in Australia to it did being released for no us way, here, really? Yeah, because it was it was late 05 or something. It was October thirty first, oh two thousand five. Which I had no idea. Oh, yeah. on Halloween, Halloween, Halloween apparently. Yeah. yeah. So here it didn't come out till two thousand six.
1: Oh. Ah.
0: yeah. So I always thought that was a 06 out, right? But yeah,
1: mm. I mean, when I see these, uh, you know, people on Instagram and they're like you've got to set up your record and you've got to get on the playlists and you've got to drop this and you drop that and you drop that. I'm like, man, I was at a gig in Australia and my manager just said, oh, by the way, your record's number three in the charts. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I didn't even know it would come out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And at one point on iTunes, you know how you have like now, everything's like, oh, you look up this song and there were 200 releases of Wolfmother. Mother. Oh, and all of them had like, like, woman, white unicorn, and would have like cut out bits of the same artwork. Okay, like, shit was like so random back then. uh, Yeah, yeah, and it it was like so. Our release, I think Joker was like the sixth single, came out like a year up, but everything was random, everything was back to front. We were touring before the record came out, (laughs) 200 releases on there, yeah, and um, yeah somehow it worked out you know? that's, but, uh, yeah that's unbelievable man do you think that
0: like the way you know cuz sometimes things you know work perfectly for a moment that it came out do you think if you had released that album say now would it you think it would have blown up the same way as it did then like the, the songs themselves Speak for themselves. They're phenomenal. Do you think? Yeah, right. I'd probably
1: be like some because I think the music industry now Mm -hmm. is bigger than it ever has been. Yeah, yeah. And if you get a hit now, so you think
0: it would have even been even bigger than it was? If you have a TikTok hit,
1: you're a stadium artist. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and if you're with, you know, we were with Interscope Records, so who knows? I mean, back then you had to like push hard to like break through. Yeah. And tour relentlessly forever. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you know, to, to. And there's
0: obviously there's a hunger for mm. this for rock and roll music. There still is. There always will be. Mm. You know, you just look at someone like Greta Van Fleet or something like that. Yeah, they're just, in stadiums. Yeah, yeah. yeah in um, one, in uh, insta- like I think before insta- an album came out, an yeah. EP was out, and they were in stadiums. Yeah.
1: I think it's actually bigger yeah. now. Yeah. Than it ever has been. I think it's. I think, yeah. And when it goes big, it goes big. Right. Like, whereas back then, like, I mean, I don't know, in the 2000s, like, I don't know if I can remember any bands that were, I mean, ACDC was pretty much the yeah. only Someone, Someone band. recently,
0: an Australian recently told me that it is, like, Australia is one of the hard, and I don't know if it's just because geographically it's an island, and, mm. but they said it's one of the hardest places to break as a rock band. And that's really? why they moved here.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I always thought that that would be the case for us. Like yeah. in the early days, I'm like, we're not going to make it in Australia, man. We, we're going to make it in like Europe or the States yeah. or something. But it took off yeah. in Australia yeah. in a big way. Yeah. Um, but for during that moment back then, I didn't see it. Mm hmm. I because I was on the road. I was going to say... And, so and, and I was probably here throwing pedalboards yeah. boards into the I was, ground. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Is it, like... Yeah, but I, I imagine, too, like, when you're in something that's that, then you're literally being dragged here, 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 and, like, doing three shows in a night. Like, it's got to be just a whirlwind. Like, do you even remember,
1: you know, what it was like in 06? Like... Um... Well, I've got all the tour diaries in Oh, storage, that's cool. So I went yeah. through my itinerary. But, yeah, yeah. Can see, like... You know, it was so... I remember, well, I played back at this tavern in Western Australia in Margaret River. Yeah. Three hours drive south of Perth. With Perth, you got to fly five hours across to get to to Perth. It's it's similar to Canada, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Three hours south of this little town. Yeah. She goes, I remember, like, you playing at Margaret River Tavern. Yeah. And then looking up at the same TV (laughs) in the tavern three days later or something and we're on Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. like
0: that. That's wild. Yeah. It's like, I same. I mad, imag- that's why I imagine it. Cause I, I remember I asked the, the guys from the Goo, Goo dolls, the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. after Iris came out, what was, what was your life like? And they're like, I don't even remember the two years after that. Like, yeah. It just all happened so fast. Like, yeah. It, like it's, it's almost, I imagine it's almost hard to, you know, be in the moment and enjoy that moment, you know?
1: To savor that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. you're just being dragged left, right and center and, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 you just go on for it because, like, you know, I, I guess, like, well, I was a photographer before yeah. I was in a band, you know, and I'd get paid, like, I'd do, like, a photo shoot for a magazine Mhm. and then they'd pay me $70 a page eight months after it was published. Yeah. So I think I got, like, Four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so like, by the time I, I felt a little bit of success in a band, I was yeah. just like, "This is insane." Yeah, I could you know because I, I I've been like a struggling artist yeah. since since I was seventeen till I was like twenty seven, so that's like ten years. Of, yeah, like, I think the poverty line was like, I, I was half the poverty yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I I was like a sort of. Uh yeah, invisible. Yeah, member of society. (laughs) Financially speaking, at least. So you're
0: saying it? You're like you, you, because part of that album too wasn't that recorded in Sound City in L. A., which is like one of the, one of the most famous recording studios on the planet. Yeah. So if it was before you guys even popped off, like how how did you guys get in there?
1: Uh well. There's yeah, <laughs> there's funny stories. Well, uh, it, it's like well, we we just started recording, and I remember, um, uh, Sadi, it's pretty good. Well, I, I won't say it. <laughs> off the record, someone's credit card bounced. Okay, <laughs> the studio manager came in. She's like, I don't want to stop the session, but someone someone's credit card bounced. But we just started recording in there I think before we even had the record deal or anything but oh wow but that I guess that's um, that's uh, symbolic of how we rolled okay we were just going that's 100 miles an hour yeah. no matter what
0: just let go in with the moment each moment to moment
1: yeah that's like, wild like I mean I'd turn up in LA and they'd be like oh Interscope wants to wine and dine you and you know wants to woo you that's what yeah. they'd, and they'd take you to a restaurant and all this I was like, "Oh, cool." Um, we're at the airport. How do we get to the hotel? Because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, I'd have to like take some credit out of my. Cooking. There's no I'd, Uber or I'd, I'd, I'd anything like that. For yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah, and to get there, and but yeah, it was everything was off the smell of an oily rag, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. That's the thing. I think a lot of bands don't understand is that you've got a tour of we accumulated like hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt like from <laughs> our first two years of touring and yeah. then we got um one of our songs into scarface computer game really and i remember like my manager goes that
0: was the first like media exposure
1: or? yeah yeah he was like oh you just got a check for start scarface and he goes That'll help pay off the tour support. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, but yeah, you've definitely. So that's the key, and I mean, you, that's the way it goes. In the first two or three years, is like. It's a passion project, of course. Yeah, <laughs> so that's wild. But, um,
0: the red part of the fifth album was recorded in Dave Grohl's studio, six hundred six. Yeah. So one one running topic on this podcast is is if you have a good Dave story, so did you ever cross paths with Dave either at the studio or on your rock and roll adventures
1: oh yeah, yeah um yeah well i just i, I think I got to l a and I got a message from Remy he's ramy the keyboard player for, for oh, I don't know the keyboard player. yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh man, I'm part owner yeah, right. yeah. in the Foo Fire, the studio. If you want to use it, you can go down there and <laughs> check it out. And I thought, uh, I think I was there for about two weeks. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, I might get, just go check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was in there. Yeah, I think I was in there for three days. or something. I'm going to record at Higher and Spanish Rose and. Um, I remember Dave coming in and having a coffee or something and he was like, oh, I might have a look at the drums. Oh, what drums are you using? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, shit, I think he's hinting that he, only like two days later, he was like hinting that he wanted to lay down the drums but I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool drums, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you could have had Dave Grohl on your album and yeah. just missed the, the cue. Yeah,
1: I just didn't, I wasn't quick enough but but yeah, he had a barbecue that night, which was pretty cool. He that's pretty cool. He cooked his barbecue out in the car park and had Josh Homme and Billy Gibbons oh, and no all these people around and yeah. all having tequila and eating his barbecue food and, um, yeah. No, no was, yeah. that that's, yeah. That's my, um... That's your Dave Gold story. 606 six, six, story. Yeah. Well, one of them at least. Wow. Phenomenal. Dude...
0: When Woman was not won a Grammy, won a Grammy for a hard rock performance, Mm. did you attend the Grammys? I did. Yeah? I did. What was that experience like?
1: Well, I was on tour. I was in Manchester. Okay. Played at the Manchester Apollo Theatre. Yeah. And I called up my manager and I said, What are the chances of us winning a Grammy? Yes. Not much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you remember who was who you nominated with, do you remember?
1: Uh, Nine Inch Nails, System of the Down and Buck Cherry. That's Ooh.
0: like that's a pretty stellar yeah.
1: stack right there, yeah. And I was like, I said, I don't care, I'm going anyway. Man. Yeah. So I literally got up the next morning after the gig at like five AM, went to the airport, flew to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to LA, went straight to the Grammys, was sitting at the back and they go, Wolf Mother's won! And they were like, thought we weren't there. <laughs> yeah. And I ran to the front because they were ready to move on to the next. Yeah. And I'd flown my parents, my brother, both my brothers and his wife. And you know, at this point, I didn't even own a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I paid for yeah. it. Yeah, you just won like a Grammy. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and steve Vai handed me the award i didn't even realize but yeah he, he handed me the award went back uh to the hotel got up flew over to amsterdam in time for the next gig the next yeah. day wow so I, was, I was in la for one day for one back, day and then, then it kept flew going back.
0: on tour wow that's, that's unbelievable yeah do you remember anyone else that you crossed paths with that night or yeah i'm I bumped into, um, P. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> I could, um,
1: uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, Bel Air. Okay. The mansion yeah. in Bel Air. Yeah. And, um, uh, well, the story is like, well, when I started out, he, he, he actually heard an early demo of woman and he was like, do you want to do a collaboration with me? And do a song yeah when i was a nobody yeah and yeah it's like i said oh man i gotta make it myself before i yeah yeah do a collaboration yeah so i knocked back p diddy <laughs> 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 I had 15 when you... and then i saw him in bel-air i said hey man sorry i knocked you back yeah but uh you know if you want to do that track fucking okay, let me know yeah but it didn't happen but yes yeah, went full circle that's unbelievable <laughs>
0: no yeah no uh, not right now but can i crash on your couch tonight that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's awesome that's a great story though yeah that's awesome really? um one of the one of the, the ones one song i want to talk about on on that album before we move on to the new stuff is um to me one of the most memorable songs from the debut album was a song called apple tree mm. which i remember like to me it was like this the most bizarre song it had this kind of like punk it was like a Started as a punk with a bit of a, like a almost a silliness to it, yeah, and then goes into this like sailing chorus. And it almost to me, I was like, this almost feels like it was uh, like like risky, yeah. And um, but it, to me, that song always stood out, and it's, it's one thing I always kind of admire about you guys because it, you know, it was different, mm. you know. So tell, tell me a little bit where that song came from.
1: Well, we had just been signed to the record label, and yeah. he gave us a budget to buy some new equipment. And, you know, and anyway, our new equipment sounded worse than what we already had. We were using cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, our friend who was a lighting guy yeah. had, all, had three mics that we used. Yeah. Which were probably better than this crappy Behringer stuff. No, I'm not going to dis-Behringer. It was all right. <laughs> but it, uh, it didn't yeah. sound as warm Yeah, say that. But, uh, So we set up the new gear and I just went, hit the mic. I was like, testing the microphone. One, two, testing the microphone. One, two, testing the microphone. Ding, 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 ding. ding ding One, two, test. And then I was like, I thought, well, I can't have a song going one, two, testing the microphone. Yeah, yeah. And then I, um, I think I watched like the Stones live at Hyde Park and I think, I don't know, maybe it was Sympathy and like... The whole idea of writing it, dear sir, can you remember me? Oh, like yeah, just pleased to meet you. I'm the da da da. Yeah. I'm the man of wealth and take like sort of introducing yourself from a, as a what as, like what is that as a the defer- introducing yourself to someone? Are you talking? Yeah, in that kind of ye old formal kind of way. Okay, so that, so I changed. One, two in the middle of the microphone into that. Okay. Into that kind of thing. Can you, can you remember me? I'm the one that picked the apple tree. But there's a lot of other things that... Um, around that time... Um, yeah, I, I well, uh, when I, I was staying at my parents' friends over Christmas and, and they had a copy of the Bible and it had the first um, verse of, like... Oh, Genesis, Adam, Adam yeah, Adam yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam and Eve, and then it said, and then the then the snake serpent came down <laughs> and tempted Adam um, with an yeah, apple. Yeah. And then she had the serpent, like, circled, mm-hmm. and she'd written Satan. You're right, yeah. And I'm like... I mean, in my mind, being 27, I was like... How dumb do you have to be to not know that that's what that fucking? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you had to circle it? Yeah, what? that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's what I thought. Uh, um, I don't know. I just thought of uh, if that's what they're saying it is, then that's what we are. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's> a- <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, so I just went along with it. I'm the one who picked the apple, apple tree. <laughs>
0: That's um it was, man, I, I that's on the first time I heard it, I was like, this is the most bizarre, like, and, I was like, but it's, it also kicks ass, like, it is such a, but I was like, I meant, like, when, especially it's for, like, your debut album, when you have a, you know, when there's no trust in it, like, here's this kooky song that yeah. I, you know, like, I just thought it was so cool, you know?
1: I don't know, I don't know if that's sacrilegious to, like, talk about biblical lines or whatever, but. Look, when you're 27 and you want to write something, yep. you, you use whatever you can find. Yeah, against.
0: that's but, un- unbelievable.
1: Um, but also, the head of our record label, he goes, You know what? I think Apple Tree is the weakest song you've written really? so far. I was like, alright. And then um, by like next week, NME in London made yeah. Apple Tree Song of the Week. Ah, oh, there you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you, just, you just have to sl- slide that under. <laughs> Take a look. Yeah. Take a look at that. Uh, there's a song on Cosmic Egg, the one that, that I was, grabbed my attention, and I was enthralled, it felt kind of otherworldly, was a song called 10,000 Feet. Mm-hmm. And especially the melody during the lines that's, you know, uh, you could be what you see anytime time in time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what was inspired? Because to me that feel, that song felt otherworldly. I mean, co- Cosmic yeah. Egg kind of did all together. yeah. But I just remember that song being... I, I was kind of surprised that song was never a single. And...
1: Uh, um, yeah. Um, you know, around that time, I was just like flying by the seat of my pants just trying to write anything that I yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I... I wrote that record before I even had a band. And then I put the band together for... A, I had one gig booked. Okay. And that's when I, I just got together a bunch of people f- from where I lived at that time in Brisbane. And, uh, but yeah, the, the lyrics, um, I couldn't tell you what I was drawing from at that point. I've kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was probably, that was a stressful time. To yeah. I was probably, uh, a bit, um, well, I felt like I was out of my depth, <laughs> but was just trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, amongst all the uh, what after yeah coming from nothing, doing all stuff this having this huge album and yeah having the rug pulled out from underneath okay, and trying to like start over again yeah make it all work that that period of time was um man that was fucking stressful I'm glad that's yeah. over <laughs> <laughs> so that's let's talk
0: about the newest album then so the latest album Rock Out came out in mm. 2021. Um, yeah. what was it like making that album? Cause that's like, we're talking smackdown in the middle of COVID. And I, yeah. from what I hear, Australia was pretty locked down.
1: Mm, so very tell very me what it,
0: that. yeah. Tell me what it was like making that record.
1: Um, well, I guess that, um, well, yeah, I had the Dave, Dave Grohl, ...experience in LA, I guess, where I just played everything myself... Okay. ...on hire and a couple other songs. And then I thought... ...then yeah, you know, did that for the next one, which was... ...Rock and Roll Baby. I let go of the reins a bit, and... Well... I tried lots of different ways of writing, like, writing on the laptop with, like, loops, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and just tracking stuff over yeah, get over a loop, and I thought this kind of works. And I thought with COVID, like if I just do this whole record on my laptop at home, and if I just from start yeah to finish and actually, you know, not write like an, an intro and then a verse and then kind of knot it out with the band and then knot it out with the producer or whatever. Right. What if I just do all the hard yards and just finish this thing and just yeah. do it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I approached. Rock out, rock just out. sat in the front room mm-hmm. at home with all, just with like laptop, guitar plugged in, bass plugged in, drum kit plugged in, everything. So you just go play that riff, now do the drums, now do the bass, now do the vocal and, you know, yeah. just like have it all set do up you in you like ben- a room like this.
0: Do you think you benefited from having that time that, that we had at that period?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, um, you've got you've got nowhere to go, no yeah. distractions.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I've heard both. Mm. I've heard both sides. I've heard people be yeah. like, it was it was actually worked out great because you know I never had this kind of time to write a record, make a record, and then I heard from other people that are just like hated it, and needed to be out on tour, <laughs> you know, like really? yeah. yeah. Mm. So
1: well, that was the first real break i have had since I started. Wow. Yeah. So it was about sixteen. Sixteen years. years of, yeah. Like. Always having something Going, yeah. on the horizon that I had to, like, you know, think about in the back of my mm-hmm. mind. So it was like, there's nothing. Yeah. And then then even after COVID, like, you know, the booking agent was like, you've got to do this tour that we booked three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? Yeah.
0: And everything, everything was really <laughs> touch and go for like a, at least a year afterwards. You know, it was like things were on, then they were off, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. So now, I mean, the latest single, uh, "Stay a Little Longer," mm. came out about six months ago. So now you've had now it's been out. You've had time to reflect on the single, the last album. Mm. What what direction do you think it's taking Wolfmother next? Where what what can us Wolfmother fans expect next?
1: Well, the way I, I approach uh, approach it now is like, what's missing in the set? Like mm. is the set getting a bit mm. boring? At any right any Moment, and what would I want to hear? Yeah, and then I think, well, I'll write something like that. Mm. Maybe it'll be freaking oh, cool! Yeah, ZZ Top Record or something mm. like that. <laughs> 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 I don't know, but it, but yeah, something simple, something that, yeah, of course, it's always I th- my favorite stuff with Wolf Mother is like a good riff mm-hmm. starts with a good riff. A good vocal melody, cool drum beat, yeah, some cool drum fills, a breakdown, pretty much the same. Stuff that's fun to play. Yeah. That's oh. what I want to write. Right. I want to write something. Well, if
0: you got to play. play it every night for... Right. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to write some glorious heard... emotional honestly right like, yeah know, yeah cry me a river well yeah, or also literally. something that
0: you're just bored of play. like i've heard Noel gallagher it's like torture for him to play Wonderwall anymore because oh, like, i like, can imagine yeah yeah yeah.
1: Where, yeah sometimes yeah people get sick of their own mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. And, um i'm not i'm not there yet <laughs> mm. well, i mean <laughs> that's fantastic it, yeah yeah but um i can imagine yeah maybe that's that would really suck. That'd be painful. If, yeah. If you dreaded your own show. Your own show, yeah. Because you're over it. Yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> like your own music anymore? Yeah, <laughs> and that's
0: maybe that's maybe a sign to hang up the boots or something. You know. Yeah. 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 There's no passion in it. What's the point,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. And when I see, I can. S- it's fun. The strange dichotomy is that you've got these young bands that have no following. Yeah no label, no one goes to the gigs, and you know watch them play, I'm like, I can tell that you actually like, like your doing, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like your songs. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they've written, maybe because they've just written for what they want to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Which is... Um, Who are some of the bands you're listening to these days? Do you prefer to to to, you know, get inspired or listen to the classics, or do you... Like to find new music as well? Uh.
1: Mm, at the moment, what am I listening to? That's. I don't know. Well, what, I was listening to Millie Vanilli the other day. It's <laughs> 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 a classic. That's, yeah. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> um. Well, sometimes I just listen to stuff that gets me psyched up about where I'm okay. going. Like yeah. we're we're going to New York City, so we're listening Oh, to, that's kinda cool. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Boulevard. Yeah. Uh Lou Reed and um Ace Freely back cool. in the day. We Yeah, New York Groove. Um and then Man, then, Kiss were
0: they, they were yeah. here last week, they had to cancel their show. I heard I saw Paul Stanley that. was Paul sick, died. yeah.
1: Yeah. Is he better? Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's good. He yeah. cancelled too. I know he cancelled Ottawa. He cancelled here. Mm. They had a really good Toronto band that were opening for them too. And, uh... Mm. I think you would dig them actually. Have you ever heard of Crownlands? No. Oh, check them. Ooh, you, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you know Rush. Yeah, yeah. Very Rush-like. I do know two that piece, band, yes. Two-piece. It's just yes. two guys. Yes. And the drummers, the s- vocalist. Super, super badass band. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they were opening for Kiss and they big gig got canceled but <laughs> oh, suck shit man. yeah yeah but.
1: <laughs> yeah suck it up bitches yeah it's, it's yeah really, really cool
0: band though really cool band you yeah. know
1: what uh opening for bands is overrated anyway yeah yeah <laughs> you never get anywhere doing that yeah. i mean do it because you want to do it because it's right a mark of respect towards yeah it. but when we started out we only of like 300 i think we did 200 and something shows a year we only did three support slots oh okay we never did so really
0: yeah didn't affect us huh at all yeah but you guys really had i mean you guys really had an album that that blew up you know i think a lot of times it's to get your album into ears that haven't heard them mm, right yeah. so but what about festivals what's your opinion on festival gigs
1: um well, you just got to like play the hits and just yeah, yeah that's uh, it yeah play the strongest songs and yeah. whatever's gonna get the crowd going. crowd going yeah you know don't go don't walk on there and open with a cover of Kate Bush <laughs> 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 Which I have done have you and that did not didn't go over <laughs> that's well <a> disaster <laughs> <laughs> notes to see I've made I've made these mistakes yeah so I learned I, I saw it, people just going. What is going on? (laughs) Oh, but sometimes also when you like have a hit record and everything's going, yeah, you can play like a Who cover. Yeah, and people like, what song was that? I've never heard it before. Yeah, yeah. And you're actually bringing people into rock and roll. Yeah, who don't know, which is pretty cool.
0: I mean, I bet now, like, you could play. There's a certain audience you could play to who probably be like who's who <laughs> who's the yeah, who yeah, you yeah. know like yeah. well, which is fans who probably is... know
1: more about it than me yeah yeah but right. at the start you kind of yeah. bring in people who are like oh shit i like this band wolf mother and yeah oh fuck oh, i've never heard of half of these other legendary rock bands we here.
0: we have actually there's a lot of, we have a local band in my neighborhood of toronto they're called mm-hmm. scully and the crossbones and it's like for me and my mates, it's always, uh, you know, Scully Night's like a good night out because they're a fantastic live band. They only play covers, whatever. Yeah. Woman is a staple of their set.
1: No way. Yeah,
0: they always... I'd say almost every night they do Woman. And, wow.
1: Uh, yeah. Bastards. So, there you nah, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... yeah well, Carver's band's... Seem to do well these
0: days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always it's, it's, it's good for a no doubt anyways. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've um. I mean, we when I was playing in Europe, when some other band that went, you know, we're at a festival, fifty thousand <laughs> people, whatever, and this covers band comes on, and they just play the first verse and the first chorus of like, <laughs> smells like teen spirit more than a feeling um, <laughs> um, all, and they're wearing that, tennis right? outfits yeah and the crowd's going nuts <laughs> yeah, yeah, just,
0: that's like that's it yeah. but that's like TikTok attention right there so it's yes. just verse and chorus Absolutely. into verse and chorus and yeah, like uh, yeah. short attention that's it oh
1: yeah I know this one and that one <laughs> Yeah, and the crowd yeah. singing along and loving it yeah and there you go man yeah, original like, a- bands it's like it's a it's a tough game yeah, yeah
0: well i mean i'm talking about these are this is a like a local pub this is oh, the ro- yeah, this is the lo- the rose and crown <laughs> where there is like you know but i have to say on a scully night it's pretty it's pretty full it's pretty
1: full because we are uh, but, but the, the good thing about covers bands is that sometimes they can actually even play it better than they actually <laughs> <play> themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they have to like, yeah yeah they've got, like
0: there's no like, auto-tune there's no yeah. yeah
1: and a covers band has mm-hmm. to do like Sometimes, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday yeah. to, like, make ends meet. Yeah. So they they're, sometimes... And they go back to work
0: on Monday. That's actually better. <laughs> yeah. Then
1: yeah. when you go see, like, whoever they're coming, you go, fuck. Yeah. The guys who wrote it have forgotten how to play it. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, Joe down better. the road
0: here <laughs> does it better. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> fantastic. Well,
0: Andrew, guys, thank you. Thank you so much yeah, for, for yeah. taking yeah. some time. this is appreciate. awesome. And I'm really stoked for tonight, so... Awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, gosh.
1: should be good. Cool. Thanks, guys. That's Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. The
0: Adamanty